Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Pat's Creative Podcast. Today, I'm joined by a very special guest, Nikolai Bolton. Did I pronounce that correctly? I probably should have asked before, but... Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you could call me Nick. It's fine. Okay, awesome. Nick, I have known about you for a while now, just kind of seen you around working with a lot of other teams that I've, uh, I'm definitely familiar with, with like that one, Video Gamer and uh, Normal Boots and stuff like that. Um, and I appreciate you taking time out of your day to be here. Would you care to introduce yourself to the people out there? Uh, yeah, so I'm Nikolai Bolton. I'm a motion designer, video editor, video producer, and director. I used to do YouTube stuff. It's still pretty up in the air, but uh, I'm mostly a freelance, like, and I work with a lot of online media and along a lot of uh, online creatives. Gotcha. I, I it doesn't happen super often, but I love getting freelancers on here and people just in design in general because uh, mm. that's. I'm majoring in graphic design right now, um, although I might have int more interests in other areas, but it's always great to see uh, uh, just the thought processes behind other graphic designers and stuff like that, or at least adjacent to graphic designs. I don't mean to label you as something you're not, um, or you don't prefer <laughs> to be labeled as. But basically, uh, I appreciate having people with your expertise here. Um, the first question I kind of wanted to ask, it's just a general question I like to ask a lot of people, which is just, how did you get involved with this industry? You know, um, what were your interests going in? Uh, what were your interests in what the work you do now before you got in the industry? And whether or not you've kind of always considered yourself an artist, um, what's the kind of backstory on that? So, like... I, I have always considered myself an artist, like, absolutely. Like, ever since I was, like, a little kid, I wanted to, like, make cartoons and I wanted to, like, you know, become a director and make movies, all that business. Right. Like, it's, that's always been, like, a thing of mine. I, there's never been a point in my life where I didn't know what to do or what I wanted to do, um, which is, I understand is a, is a privilege, honestly. Like, I feel, sure. which is, yeah. Um, I started my career distinctly um, mostly around like high school is like when I first started dabbling in like real like video editing and things like that. Uh, I went to university and around that time I was thinking a lot about video games and game design uh, in the context of like the media studies that I was uh, that I was doing. Um, and I was like, you know what I've, I've got some neat ideas to like take like this like really rugged, um, design ethos and like scholarly kind of angle and sure. I want to make it entertaining so and I started off on YouTube making um, I mean I'm not going to be around the bushes here but a sequelitis ripoff uh, <laughs> called <laughs> uh, Extra Life and it was I mean like I I had a joke about like Adorno and things like that like it was very like I tried my best to make some dry stuff uh, funny by screaming sure. a lot. And, you know, I was, I was a lot right. younger. Um, I put a lot of stuff out on forums. Um, and as I grew and I made more stuff and I kept like pushing what I could make, um, it eventually got picked up by people. And, uh, you know, I got hired by some people like here and there, like, and, I just tried to maintain a sense of professionalism. Uh, when I started getting into YouTube, I actually started intently as like, I want to make stuff to like create a reel so then I can get hired. Sure. And, and it just turned out that it was like within the same, uh, like the same online sphere, not like by some studio or some like, I don't know, TV right. agency or something like that. Yeah. 
Well, and it's interesting too because around the time when you started, that was um, it was is still very much a growing industry, right? On YouTube, there was still a lot of studios kind of first starting out looking for that kind of talent, right? Did you find mm-hmm. that like uh, have have you noticed any kind of difference in that look for talent as the years have gone on, or has it been mostly steady for you? Um. So I started off with freelance through Twitter mostly and making connections okay. through Twitter. Um, I think if like, I straight up think that Twitter is like one of the most important tools for an artist. Sure. Uh, Cause it's, it's essentially like a digital business card at this, like by today's standards. Um, it's how you find a lot of people within your same profession, within your same industry, things right. like that. But, um, I said before that I was, uh, I posted things on forums. So I posted things on um, my original YouTube videos on the hidden block forums and the TOVG forums, which, and you know, some of it got highlighted, some of it didn't, some, and uh, that's how I made a lot of a good circle of friends and made connections that way. I got, so that was like how I broke into like a Twitter sphere in itself. Um, To answer your question though, it's more like, whether people are, I don't think create people are like really creating forums for creators now, which is honestly kind of fine. It's, sure. I think those things are kind of regulated to more like discord groups now. Um, and those are a lot easier to find. And I don't know if it's easier to get work through those um, or to really stand out of them. Cause I think discord's one of those things that's very easy to kind of like scroll by or mute yeah uh, sure like you you join a thing instantly mute channels right absolutely uh, the works yeah but um in order to find yeah to by today's standards i think the best way to find work is through twitter 100 percent. sure well i mean just for networking in general it feels almost like you said essential for a lot of artists like i mean i i think yeah. i I talked to you through Twitter and how that's how we got this interview. Right. Um, yeah. and, uh, it, it feels so set up for integrating other people's businesses with your own because of like, even just showing these persons follow this person that, you know, and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. I, I always say, I, I, I look forward to a day where I, uh, I maybe don't have to use Twitter for uh, for networking and art and stuff like that because uh, there's a few things on the site I'm not super fond of, but it absolutely is yeah. very important for a lot of digital artists out there specifically. Um, so uh, what you said you've always considered yourself an artist. Have there been other art forms that you've enjoyed outside of your current career path, like uh, perhaps music or, or something of a similar note? Um, I mean, like I used to play drums in high school uh okay and i i sold my my drum kit to make my first editing pc but um i feel like there's some symbolism there ha yeah (laughs) clever pun um so i wasn't meaning it as a pun i i meant it realistically (laughs) thank you for putting that in my head though that's that's why you laughed i was like was that funny i don't know i I, I, you're clearly the drummer i'm not the drummer so (laughs) um yeah (laughs) yeah uh i've i've done quite a few things creatively i've done a lot of stage i did stage production like way back in the day Uh, i did live performances musical um i'm not musically inclined anymore i don't think um sure i 
The thing is with doing work nowadays and all of my work being creatively focused, I've recently been getting into um, like film photography. I found my, my dad's old camera from like 1984 or something like that. No kidding. I've just been, yeah, I've just been shooting on that because I was like, I want to just like have a creative outlet that isn't like monetized or right. something that is yeah. just like, I want to like, that can be tangential to like learning other things, like learning more about lenses and just how like, how grain kind of works and just like getting, Absolutely. I work in, when I work in like visual effects, I want to like engage with more like texture and like real life and like seeing how that works and just quite literally having a, a new lens to look that through. Uh, right. Has been, has been really good um yeah i feel like i've just been like one of those people that uh will just keep creating and like if i find something that interests me i'll, I'll do it like sure at, at the moment um when i get a break from freelance i would like to pick up some more 3d programs like cinema 4d or blender uh, i'd like to right. dab dabble into unreal 5 because a lot of visual effects is leaning in that direction as well absolutely yeah and who knows like maybe i'll end up working on games more or something like that in like sure 10 years from now i don't know yet well you've kind of opened up a a window of interest because uh i i've also am very or at least used to be a lot more interested in photography and um i think it was uh navid mahebi who he brought up photography also and it just spiraled off into this other long conversation so i'm going to quickly pick your brain about uh photography um, what is, what primary content do you like to, uh, shoot with photography? Like, is there, do you find that you shoot a lot of people, a lot of scenery, or maybe like trash on the streets or something like that? Like what's, what's your preferred type of content for that? <laughs> so I kind of just like, I'm, I'm very project focused. Like whenever I make, I live sure. really rural at the moment. Like I live in the middle of nowhere. Um, so I like taking photos of just like scenery a lot because that's kind of what i can take photos of um but sometimes i'll take a trip into the city to like see some friends or something and i'll like just take photos of places that are very nostalgic to me because sure you know i'm i don't have a lot of photos of the areas that i grew up with or anything like that and right um you know as i i took a trip away from new zealand for like about a year and a half and when i came back all of the spaces that I recognized were like very different and I saw them like actively changing because uh, gentrification. Uh, <laughs> so right. I wanted to take, um, I wanted to capture more of like areas that I can still recognize like while I can. Um, right. Yeah. So I wanted to, I wanted to capture things that are like nostalgic and like that trigger distinct memories for me. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, and, uh, what, what part of, a the composition do you value most? Like, do you like just the, the alignment of things? Do you like the, um, maybe the colors or the, uh, like, cause I, I understand, I, I've never worked with film photography specifically, but I understand mm. like, uh, trying to get that perfect shot can be a lot more involved than some of the digital cameras. Is there something you always look out for to like, be like, okay, now this is a good photo because I was able to hit this one piece or this one part of the composition. Like, is there any box you have to check for your photos, basically? Um, hmm. I feel like I've been a lot more, 
like loosey goosey with it honestly like i've okay. um because it's been something that i wanted to pick up for fun um right. and i'm definitely like one of the people that learns best by failing sure <laughs> if i if i screw up then i'm like okay I, like this is what i did like i can try this this and this like ah this right. didn't turn out how would i fix it next time um so for me i just kind of like try and be present about what's around me and what's interesting around me um and in terms of like composition uh i mean like rule of thirds is a a classic that i i definitely like lean on to here and there but um i'm definitely a fan of like distinct juxtaposition like that's like more more thematic juxtaposition um i recently uh when i I had to like get my car fixed and I had like an hour around in the town uh, to do nothing. And I brought my camera. So I went like under bridges and I took photos of like graffiti and stuff, but I distinctly like framed it in a way that uh, captured a lot of like the the overgrown grass or like a lot of the the foliage coming in. I'm like, I really like this, like over, I just like, I like the, the aesthetic of like overgrown urbanization. Like, having this absolutely conf- this juxtaposition that conflicts like a like this man-made like street aesthetic that's like very like distinct like 100 percent man-made and like nature just like kind of not yeah, giving a shit definitely like, i i enjoyed that so like am i gonna have that same process with every single photo probably not am i right. gonna but like that's kind of like why i'm learning because i want to try and right find out find out what can work for me and like what how i can see these new things it's this new yeah. creative outlet is like a new way to to like look at things right so you previously you haven't uh had much photography experience this is still kind of new for you um i did a little bit of uh photography in high school um which was also film photography but it was very much more about like light manipulation like you know gotcha. drawing on and having long long exposures and things like that and kind of trying to tell a story across right. like tons of multiple photos. Um, sure. And, you know, I'm a different person now. I'm a, I'm a significantly different person than who sure. I was. So I think my creative process has changed a lot. And I was like, I wonder how I would approach things now. Cause when I was, like, when I was younger, I was just like kind of making shit up as I went along and didn't have like a real, I didn't have like a goal about like what I wanted to seek out. I was just like, right. uh, I think like I think this will work out if I just do it, and sometimes that works. But sure. uh, you know, I think it's one of those things that uh, is. <laughs> it's interesting seeing the differences of how how you yeah. how you calculate things from how Absolutely. you used to be. It. I it's... I'm not that exp- uh, to answer your question though. I'm not that good with photography like i, right. don't, I no. generally don't understand a lot of sure stuff. yeah no i i definitely am not either i'm deaf when it comes to a lot of art forms i'm a lot of bark with no bite you know like in theory i might know <laughs> these things but actual execution you know i'm i'm probably just as scrubby as someone who's never touched a camera before but mm. it's still interesting to talk that's why i run a podcast you know i, I don't yeah. create any of this stuff i just get to talk about it um but yeah <laughs> no i i uh, uh you know like a, a big thing you were mentioning like the the idea of like creating a narrative through like a lot of pictures. I don't want to mm. get super into this just because I've already talked about it in another podcast. But uh, one thing I did was during a photo walk, I uh, 
I, I brought a, a tripod around because uh, I thought I might, you know, actually want to use it and, and set it up and take pictures of things. But I found that I was never wanting to use the tripod because it's just a big hassle. And I'd rather just, you know, get on my hands and knees and actually take the picture and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So I looked like an idiot walking around while all my other classmates, they didn't bring tripods. They knew what they were doing. So I'm just carrying around this tripod and I'm the only one doing it. Uh, so what I started doing was taking pictures of the tripod during the walk. And I kind of created a narrative of like, uh, just like a children's book of like a, a tripod looking for his camera and stuff. But I was really focusing on like um, trying to put the tripod where the shot was going to be taken from. So you could see that the tripod was set up for a shot. There's just no camera on the tripod because obviously I was holding the camera. Um, I like that. So yeah, things like that. I probably had the most fun with in photography um, but also just in general, like I loved playing with shadows and line work. Those were like the two biggest things for me. Um, if I could find some interesting lines that go across the screen, then it's like it was photography aesthetic for me. So um, mm. and shadows and lines often go hand in hand. But I don't mean to stay on this forever. It's just always a pleasure when I get to hear uh, someone who, uh, you know, is interested in another art form. I also always am obligated to ask uh, you have you've never been a barista, right? No, I've no, never been a barista. Okay, no worries. One day I'm going to interview someone who has espresso making uh, experience, and then I can really gush about an art form. Uh, but until then, uh, I, I still have plenty of other art forms to talk about, right? Um, you've mm-hmm. mentioned a little bit of like, you know, because I, I didn't realize you had worked on your own channel before and stuff and, and done more on-screen work. How do you feel about on-screen performing like is that something you typically shy away from or do you value it as equally as post-production and stuff like that like what's your kind of thoughts on actually performing in the content that you work on oh me as a performer yeah you as Um, a performer like is that something you find yourself good at just don't do a lot in your profession or you know what's your general take on that i mean like i enjoyed it when it came to like getting my ideas across for um for my my own youtube channel it was very very fun but like uh like when it comes to like working with others i'm perfectly fine when it comes to performing or acting i've done like a a little bit of it i don't want to say that i'm like good at it or that it's something that i distinctly want to like lean towards but like i think as an editor it's extremely important to understand good acting and like what it's like to be stage presence and even even more so if you're if you want to do directing right like how are you going to direct someone how to think or feel if you haven't had that same kind of experience sure um and just like knowing how people think and function empathy goes a long way when it comes to directing right um but like i'm personally not like uncomfortable being on on camera I'm not uncomfortable like recording my voiceover or anything like that. To me, it's like a, it's a process that I will do for the sake of getting the final product done. Right. Um, if it was up to me, I would uh, probably hire somebody else to do acting instead of me. Sure. Uh, I would work with people that are more talented than me to do the, the things that I am not as good at, but uh, sometimes when you have no budget and it's it's a one man band, then yeah. you got to do what you got to do. Absolutely, I feel like the exact same way. It's like if you put me in front of a microphone, I can talk and I can I can. I mean, I probably can't act, but I can at least uh, understand acting maybe as much as my peers, right? Uh, but like, man, if I had the opportunity to just have someone immensely more talented than me just in front of the camera, then I can work with that footage 
then I'm golden, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. But I guess another question I could ask then is um, if you kind of prefer the more editing side of things or the post-production, um, how do you feel about on-site producing or directing compared to working with things in an editor? Like, do you prefer to be in on on the ground floor working on things more or do you prefer when you take it back to your com- to your computer and and uh you know edit it out i love being on set i love gotcha. like being on production um the I, it was honestly like one of the things that i i really wanted to focus on the most when it came to my career like you know doing more directing producing sure. uh, cinema cinematography things like that when i first started out but, uh, you know, I live in the middle of nowhere uh, with without a lot of resources to to do so. Um, and it is what it is. So I definitely like fell into like I kind of have to be a one man man. So I, I have right. to be better at, at post-production and things like that. Um, I mean, things have gone easier when it comes to that with uh, with Zoom and, you know, screen recordings and things like that. I recently this year uh, directed the new completionist intro which was, uh, I mean, I wasn't on set physically, right. but I, I could at least like be a part of that process and like uh, was a, a creative lead in that process. And that we, we made it work. Sure. Um, I function a lot better uh, collaboratively, um, like bouncing off of people and, and reading the energy of people. Right. And just like, I'm a very tactile person. I work really well with my hands. And just like understanding right. like w- what can work and what can't work. Sure. Um, yeah. Like, well, and it makes sense why you like film photography then. Cause it's it, yeah. very much a manual process. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, um, so it, I, I don't mean to entirely move on. You can continue with this point, uh, but just to throw no, another caveat question in there then um, like how you, you mentioned you liked having the energy bouncing off of other people do you in general prefer working with a team than working on your own personal projects? Or do you find that like working with a team kind of feels like work while personal projects is more free time? Um, hmm, that is a loaded question. Sure. Um, and you, you can take it any direction you want, you know, if, yeah, if you yeah. don't want to answer that specifically then. No, no. Uh, I, I do like working with a team because first off I'm, I'm not good at everything just straight up. I'm not like, sure. And, and film and videos are kind of inherently a collaborative process or at least a multidisciplined process. Like I don't consider myself a good writer and I don't like writing. Uh, I, I find writing to be very like strenuous, honestly. Um, so working with good writers who have like, who, who like, like don't have, like a, a big visual clarity we can like collaborate on that i can right. be like hey we can like visually do this to tell this point we can work with this to like emphasize this part of your script and they'll be like hey i've got this idea is it possible to do this or this um so i i enjoy that aspect a lot um i'm very lucky when it comes to being freelance i get to work with um, a lot of really cool people sure um but in terms of uh, doing personal projects, like I, I equally enjoy that because it's a very different mental process. Right. Um, like the mental process for being collaborative and for work is is not going to be the same when you're by yourself, for yeah. yourself. You know, there's 
first of all, there's distinctly different motivations. One is money yeah. and, and getting food on, food on your plate. Right. And the other one is like more fulfillment or like, and even arguably there's still money, but it's more about like, like helping your Patreon grow or helping grow a brand right. or X, Y, Z. Um, but there's different methods to go about it. Excuse me. Um, but yeah, I, I think um, I definitely don't prefer one or the other. Sure. Uh, like, like having the, I, the healthy mix, basically. Yeah, having a, I think that's the the best way to go about it. Um, if you had, if I had a gun to my head and I had to pick which one I, I would it would be, I think I would pick personal projects just because it's like, like ideally, if I had if I didn't have to worry about money, sure. if I didn't have to like worry about the idea of like what people think or like right in terms of in terms of like career wise why yeah right? uh or any or anything like that if i didn't have to worry about my career then like yeah i do personal projects and i'd just be doing right. that well and um do you do you as an editor you often have to deal with a lot of other people's creative visions right do you find <laughs> that you yeah. struggle with working with other people's visions or do you think you're pretty fluent with going with other directions and stuff like that I think I'm pretty fluent at this point. I used to, um, gotcha. I used to struggle with it a little bit, uh, in my early years, I used to like put a lot of myself into that work. Um, but as I've gotten better as a freelancer, I've definitely like tried my best to like, un it comes to like understanding what your, like what, who your client is and what they think is cool right. and what they want. Um, and, it's one of those things where I'm just like, I need to, how do I, how do I make this as cool as possible? Like it, to, right. a, to, a, to, a, to a degree, it feels like you, as an artist, you want to make the shit that like, like 15 year old you would like. And <laughs> yeah. Right. And that's kind of what it's like being a freelancer. You're like, I'm making stuff that like, that is like just cool. Like I want to make the cool right. thing. Yeah. I want to like, I'm very much like one of those editors or, or one of those designers that's very like exaggerated. Sure. Um, so I think that that works well when it comes to understanding what, like what they, what people think is hype or what they think is cool. Right. So you don't, you don't find yourself to be super stubborn when working with other people with your like creative vision or does it just kind of depend on the project? Um, it kind of depends on the project really, because like as an editor, as a freelancer, as all of these things, it's collaborative. Right. It, it's if it's going to be collaborative, then it's not inherently my vision, right? Right. Like I, I have to see other people where they're at and what they want, and how can I put my own my own twist on things? How can I add my own spice? Right. Like you don't add a you don't when you're cooking a dish, you're not like man, salt's really fucking pulling it in on this one. Like right. It's it's like a little bit, you know. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, but if um, if a client's like, "Hey, do what you want," like, and you're given that trust, uh huh, uh, that's extremely empowering. Like, sure. Because because for one, they're like, "Hey, like you're you can do things yourself." We I trust your vision. I know what you want. I know that the, the stuff that you do is cool. Um. So. When it comes to working for other people, those things can still happen. 
right. that you can have, you can still have the like, hey, I'm I'm known for making this kind of thing, and they want yeah. that. Like, right. You can just lean either way. I think it's important as a creator to be pretty fluid. Right. Yeah. Well, does that um does that like uh, freedom ever have the opposite effect where it's almost pressuring you into not understanding the direction you should take it like do you find that you struggle with that at all or do you think by now you pretty much have a handle on that i think it depends on the project really right because um, like i sometimes when given a lot of creative freedom on like a certain project my it's i find it very difficult to navigate the right path right or sometimes i'll hmm. feel like i've gone too far down a certain path to then switch over to a path that might have been better right and then next thing i know I'm, my head's just kind of spiraling um, I'm just curious, like, if when people under when people trust that you'll handle it, do you feel like you can properly handle it without much issues with that? Um, for the most part, yes. To answer that right. that part of the question, but to to deal with that issue distinctly, I think that if a client trusts you, they like to to make something, you need to trust them with good feedback, like. It's right. trust. Trust is a two way street, right? Like if you're struggling to be like, Hey, I'm not like sure about this or like, I'm trying to like focus in on this one thing. Do I, do I have the horse blinders on? Um, right. Like, what kind of thing does, is this even cool or have I just been staring at it for too long? Right. It's, I think just having constructive feedback is really good in general. Just like, and having to work with people that you trust to give you creative feedback. Right. Um, Cause that's God working on the internet has been a, um, a real miasma when it comes to <laughs> the idea of constructive criticism. Yeah. Cause definitely. you know, uh, YouTube comments suck. They do. They suck. Um, Except for I'll you def- guys out there. You guys are great. Everyone else sucks. Uh, <laughs> it, it depends. <laughs> Yeah, it this, there could be someone down there talking mad shit. Yeah, yeah, they're very well. <laughs> I'm sure they're be. great. Yeah, they're, I'm sure they they're all good. But um, yeah, like constructive criticism needs to be asked for. Yeah, like straight up, and it needs to be, and there needs to be like a distinct understanding of what you need help with. Yeah, and when you're working with a team, it's important to ask for help. It's so right. important to ask for help. I think there's a real bad like work mentality when it comes to like if I ask for help, then I look weak in some yeah. degree. Right. And and it's hard to be like, hey, I've got, you know, it's it's if you feel like you've got this, then you've you got to try to fucking like live up to it. You got to not be a letdown. Yeah. Sure. Because um, especially if you're, for all intents and purposes, replaceable. Yeah. Uh, it can be very difficult to mentally navigate that. Right. But and it, it's tough because the work environment in general, even outside of art, really pushes mm-hmm. that like you have to present yourself as someone who's on top of it, you know, and because that's yeah. how you get interviews. That's how you get the job and stuff like that. So whenever even I I'm a video editor right now, currently also, I mean, just part time mm-hmm. basic lectures for university stuff. Nothing like what you do, basically. Um, but the you know, I going in, I still it's hard to get rid of this mindset of like you have to be the end all on what you do. You have to understand everything that you're doing sometimes, but like it is a a relatively creative field where it's very beneficial for me to ask my peers like, Hey, 
does this look good or whatnot? So I think it's yeah. just tough to break out of that mindset though, because the rest of the work environment really tells you not to think that way, basically. I, I think that's, I think that's super true. And on the other side of it, I think like if you're working with a good team and you and you're working with people that are significantly more senior than you, I think right. it's um it's super it's still super important to ask for help, right? Cuz yeah. if people are the people that are more senior than you, they're going to like acknowledge that you're asking for help and that you actually want to get better. Right. And they're like Yo, if this if this guy is like actually giving a shit to like make sure that his job is good, then that gives me less to worry about, and I don't have right. to clean up his mess. Yeah, which is like great, right? Like if you if you're like, hey, does this look good? I need another pair of eyes on this, as opposed to like, I fucked up. Please help me. <laughs> yeah. Like, like right. it's better to like be be damage prevention rather than damage yeah, control yeah. absolutely you know yeah if you're like hey it, it's also like when you're working with a good team they like check in on you and yeah and that's real good um sure at the end of the day like you're gonna communicate the best you can within however good your team is i'm very right. blessed to work with a with a team that's very like empathetic and um right. connects a lot uh, I got a message this morning being like, hey, how are you feeling about the project so far? I'm like, I've been a little bit sluggish. I'm not going to lie. But uh, right. I'm going to try and try and get you a draft like by the end of the day. And he's like, yo, you're, you got this. I'm like, gotcha. thanks, man. Like, it's, it's just having that line of communication is ultimately the end. Yeah. Like com- key communication stops like 99% of fucking the world's problems. I swear to God. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> don't just say. talk to each other talk yeah. to each other be honest you know yeah and it definitely helps get the with... job done right yeah that's that's the thing is that when you're working with a team you all still have the same goal anyway so it's not talking and it's not talking to each other properly is going to really halt that that goal's progress i didn't mean to completely derail your point with uh comment criticism <laughs> um if you no, want to circle back to that you can otherwise i can continue to the next question no, I, I said everything I need to say. Like it's okay. it's collaborative, right? Like and gotcha. you need and there's constructive criticism comes with comes with trust. That's basically right. it. So Absolutely. like if you're and also you want feedback from people that actually give a shit about your content. Yeah. Which is definitely. what's great about something like uh like Patreon comments, because they're yeah. quite literally investing in, in your work. So yeah. you're gonna trust their feedback and like what they want. Um yeah. Well I have found seniors and your peers. There's also like a lot of like Discord servers of both close friends, but even semi close friends that can mm. be invested in what you create, right? Um, and totally. knowing like who to ask for that kind of stuff. There's also also Discord servers that are specifically made for giving feedback on creative projects and stuff like that, and subreddits for that matter. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, finding finding places like that might be better than uh, you know uh bobby bill's comment that says uh your opinion is wrong in this one or something like that right might just be able to be more constructive places to look um but yes i totally agree with just you have to ask for the feedback though and um you know sometimes not not that people shouldn't ever be able to give some kind of criticism when you don't ask for it but in general Mm -hmm. um being receptive to the criticism is super important uh in order to actually construct your feedback um, and we talked about that a lot with um, uh, Rasputin, I believe. 
uh, and it's it's just something that's really tough with YouTube comments specifically, which is why uh, if you are a YouTube commenter on this video, you may have been insulted. It's our apologies, but we are addressing something that's very big on YouTube um, and always has been. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we can move on from this. I don't mean to stay on this topic forever. Um, I have a little fun game I want to play. Uh, I don't get to okay. play this super often, but I played this with What Up Nico, uh, who is also a graphic, not also a graphic designer, who is a graphic designer. I don't mean to call you a graphic designer, but adjacent okay. fields, right? Um, so uh, what I liked, what I asked him was basically, uh, I asked him to rank the Adobe Creative Cloud programs against each other. And I would love to pick your brain about it too, because it's something I've thought about a lot. I've kind of got my favorites. I've got some I'm not super fond of. And I would just love to hear what do you think are like, what are your favorite Adobe Creative Cloud programs to like least favorite, basically? I like, can't believe this is even a discussion. Uh, <laughs> After Effects is number one, like un undisputed champion. Like you cannot beat After Effects. Straight up, you cannot beat After Effects. Like, <laughs> I don't even use Photoshop. I edit my photos <laughs> in, in After Effects. <laughs> I okay. don't draw in Photoshop. I use I use Clip Studio Paint. If I, I like Premiere Pro is is dog shit. It's terrible. It's <laughs> it the the best thing Premiere Pro has going for it is that it connects with After Effects. <laughs> like I may this has well, got to be some of the hottest Adobe takes I've heard from asking this question. Adobe sucks, bro. Come on, <laughs> Adobe sucks. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a fair enough point. I think a lot of people could agree with that. I mean, oh, I guess I, I'd, I'd expect such a response from a motion designer specifically for actor effects yeah. to be top dog. You know, it's hard I, to argue that. Absolutely. Yeah. I just feel like there's nothing that really replaces After Effects besides like maybe, no, even like a lot of DaVinci stuff doesn't work. Like nobody uses Final Cut Pro yeah. anymore. Nobody. Yeah. No, I, I I agree. It's like After Effects is a uh, like the the one that's just not being competed with currently. Like it's you know it's Premiere. There's other house. editors out there. Yeah, After Effects yeah. just. But you know, uh, as someone who's not a motion designer, I will say of all Adobe programs, that's the one that's hardest for me to learn. And a lot of information from other programs don't really transfer to that one. Like that's just general hotkeys and like navigating. I don't. I as someone who really likes Adobe Premiere. I have a hard time adjusting to how After Effects handles its timeline because it's like a completely right. different take on it. Um, but that said, uh, at the very least, it will always be better than InDesign in my book, which is probably my least favorite Adobe program out there just because everything yeah. is in a pull down menu. But, yeah. um, you know, functionality wise, they can all do great things. But if they can all do great things, then it's like you got to start nitpicking some of the controls, stuff like that. Um, mm. But I got to say, putting a, a C tier program like After Effects as top is very interesting. But, you know, I I, I, I don't know what else to expect. Yeah, don't call it a C tier because you can't play it. <laughs> I guess like that's calling, the problem with this call, question. That's like calling Melee Fox a C tier because you can't play the character. Are you serious? I can't play that's, any Melee character. They're all F tier. That's rub quotes right there, bro. <laughs> I mean, it's just it, with regards to program. There's fluidity, literally no you know. alternative to After Effects. It's like people will get people buy Creative Cloud and pay that stupid monthly service for af, for After Effects, and they're like, guess I'll use uh, DaVinci because it actually has good color grading on it. Yeah, I'm, I guess that's I'm, fair. I guess that's fair. 
I just hate I'm motion saying, graphics. Bro. I you know it that field is just <laughs> so hard for me to navigate. Um, no, I have fair. mad respect for people who can do it. Don't get me wrong. I mean that's the whole reason I wanted to bring you on. Um, yeah. It's just like trying to understand. Man, they brought coding into that thing. Like, oh, oh my yeah. gosh, it's uh, a yeah, intimidating one. A whole, it's a whole fucking can of worms. Uh, yeah, expressions. It um, is. I th- I think that's. On the other hand, that's kind of what I like a lot about After Effects is that like there is quite literally limitless potential. Sure. As soon as like your tool, as soon as you f- completely figure out your tool, it basically becomes useless to you. Like, right. There's only like a cap of like how many things you can do with it, um, which is why I why I consider it significant on the tier list. I would consider it significantly higher than Premiere because Premiere is it's basically like the strength of Premiere is like how fast you can cut stuff together and how easy it is and yeah. how easy it is to understand. Sure. It's it's the the middle ground. Um right. Like Premiere like Premiere is a Premiere is like a a solid mid-high tier because it's super easy to understand. It does exactly what it solid needs to do. Solid mid-high tier. I, I'm yeah, curious what your B tier is. If After Effects is A tier, what's B tier for you? Probably Illustrator, I think. Illust- oh, that's fair. Yeah. I, I think Illustrator solid. would probably be it. I don't like using Illustrator. Yeah. But like Illustrator is like, is like very powerful. It does a lot of very distinct things. It works with every other Adobe program as yeah. well, like collaborative wise. Um, so like if you're working with like a really good graphic designer, like it's super easy to do like a lot of your sure. work. Yeah. Um, probably you agree about InDesign right I mean I in terms oh, yeah. of Adobe I absolutely programs. I yeah. absolutely agree about InDesign I'm a graphic designer is, and I still agree with that one that one's just so frustrating there's a ton of stuff with the thing is there's so many Adobe products that I just like yeah, don't there are. Like, I mean I like, and I don't I expect you to rank all of them I just you know like I don't bro I'm not gonna rank Dreamweaver <laughs> I'm not gonna rank are, Adobe Dreamweaver. You gonna, you gonna rank uh, Media Encoder though? I mean, that's got to get a uh, rank, right? Yeah, Media Encoder is. Hmm, I have such a tumultuous. <laughs> well, Nico explained it as uh, ranking Media Encoder would be like ranking a um, a wrench or something, you know, like just a random screwdriver. Yeah. So it's like it's right. hard to actually rank it. Screwdriver uh, is, is a screwdriver is an A tier though. um but uh i think because the thing is media encoder has a lot of problems right but like it works with it works when it needs to and the thing is like whenever i bring something from premiere into media encoder and sometimes media encoder is like ah it's not gonna work i'm like okay i'll just render it through premiere and now it suddenly works and it works like yeah so i'm like well media encoder like needs to be below premiere then doesn't it yeah. like it just kind of objectively yeah. um i think i think i would put photoshop probably this probably either the same tier or slightly above premiere interesting so you wouldn't even put it up with illustrator you actually photo edit on after effects that's something i've never heard of before I know quite a few people that do that because like when you're, when you're already adapted with, with after effects, it's like, well, right. I know where all my effects are. I know how things work. So. And, and there's a lot of tools that Photoshop is like straight up missing. Like I cannot believe how much shit is missing from, from Photoshopping. 
Oh, it could it's be. It's kind of weird. Um, Audition's pretty up there as well because I'm not an yeah. audiophile. I'll straight up say I'm not an audio guy. Me neither. But like, I'm a podcaster and I still don't know anything about audio. But, but like, from every audio engineer that I know, they're like, Audition fucking rules, bro. Audition's yeah. got so much going for it. And like, I I would put it, I guess, like the same tier as Premiere in that, that degree or like, or even yeah. higher. Like, Adobe Acrobat's probably like a solid D tier. I don't think I've actually used, oh, Acrobat, that's the PDF reader. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, man, I think it's just that all PDF readers suck. Like I've, I've yet to find yeah. a good PDF reader. <laughs> That's probably what it is. It's not. It's not Acrobat's fault. It's just like PDFs suck. It's it's not Acrobat's fault. It's every fucking boomer that asks you like, "How do yeah. I open this?" Is fault. Yeah, yeah. It really is. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Like I'll I'll put it this way. I I enjoy Premiere. I do enjoy Premiere. I use Premiere as it's my primary editor. Yeah. But like, it's missing a lot of tools. Sure. Uh, it sometimes it's sometimes it just straight up like won't work right um it chugs it chugs a ton it does yeah just it's like premiere solid i'll say it so it's i mean the thing is with a lot of video editors that like i've been out here trying to like be objective like what has the most tools and stuff but like (laughs) right the best the best video editor is whichever one like you learned with right like yeah like whichever one feels like comfortable yeah exactly like it's like a comfortable pair of shoes you know you don't want to walk around for a long time in uncomfy shoes even if they are more stylish or something right and i think Mm, that's why i like premiere so much is that the comfort's there like like you said ease of access it's just you know, you can get things done super quickly on Premiere, which is really nice, yeah. even if it's not super advanced stuff. But also, like, I totally get the difference in our professions, too. Like, uh, if I knew anything about motion design, I might like After Effects a lot more. So, yeah, it's, After Effects is just like such a powerhouse. I feel yeah. like that you can make almost like almost anything in it. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, we don't need to stay on the rankings forever. It's just a fun little game. I don't often get to play with people, but you know, cause it's stuff I no, think yeah. about all the time, but it's like most of the people on here wouldn't know about InDesign or something, right? It's usually just an excuse for me to trash on InDesign, but uh, I'm glad Bro, someone else agrees. Up. Yeah. I get um, <laughs> so moving on to another project, um, basically, uh, you know, because there's so many different avenues of, uh, or so many different creative art forms you have to pull from in order to to get your work done. Are there one parts of your job that you basically enjoy a lot more than others, like certain crafts um, than other? We briefly talked about, you know, being on site recording stuff mm. like that. But like, is there something you dread uh, in the post-production world or live production world uh, while other things that you just like a lot more? Or is there not much of a, a difference between your, your preferences? Hmm. Like for an example, I um, you know, I I really don't like the uh, the actual filming part. Like if I have a camera in front of me, I'd prefer to just have that kind of that part done basically, because uh, I don't like worrying about positioning the camera or making eye contact with the camera and stuff like that. So that's that's something that has to get done for my videos. But like, there's definitely other things I prefer a lot more than that. And I didn't know if there was anything similar with what you do. I mean. There is and there isn't. 
you know, um, there's parts that I like more, and there's definitely parts that I like less. I don't think there's anything distinctly that I dread anymore. Sure. I used to really a huge reason why I got into motion design and visual effects and stuff was because I was just really, really sick of editing videos. And I was, you know, it's, it's easy. It's easier. No, it's not easy. It's easier to get work, uh, as a video editor. Cause people need, sure. need clips cut. Right. Um, but God, I got so burnt out and done with it. Right. Um, I find it, I found it very, very samey, very, very monotonous. Sure. Um, I think, but now that I'm working like more motion design stuff, um, the part that I dread the most is, I mean, normally I would say something like, I don't know when the next gig is, but like I have consistent work and I'm very blessed to do so. Sure. But like, I think it depends on project to project because I very much like right. separate stuff. Um, I genuinely don't like working with like Illustrator too much. I'm very bad at it. Sure. And uh, I don't like working on something where where it feels that like the creative agency is getting taken from me. Right. Or like, or someone has like kind of blatantly like a kind of a shit idea and sure. it's like well everything's kind of built around this idea and i have to like work with it it doesn't happen right. often but like when i'm not when i'm when i'm not encouraged to work on the thing that's when it sucks the most gotcha uh it's diff- like the things that i dread the most about uh about it is you know a lot more interpersonal and like sure more personal in general rather than like distinctly a part of the creative process because i feel like you know, I'm a freelancer. I'm self-employed. Like if I didn't like my job, I wouldn't be fucking doing it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but, um, I didn't ask if I can swear on this and I'm, I've just been an absolute sailor. <laughs> it's all, it's all good. Yeah, I, yeah. I like the guests to articulate themselves as naturally as they like. So you're all, good. I do very crudely. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, um, what about like, uh, like procrastination, uh, procrastination and stuff like that? Like, do you find it tough to read, reach certain deadlines do you ever get demotivated and just not work on things at all like in general how well do you handle that kind of stuff so i think procrastination happens to all of us right um sure i don't i don't miss a deadline like straight up like i i do if if i miss a deadline it's not by my own effects it's because of like a storm like my house flooded or a storm hit or like the internet's down and i can't upload everything all at once or or something like that maybe the production just has like a obscenely maybe there was like a a weird note that needed change or a render issue or something something like that it's never like due to procrastination um i work a lot as it is and it's easy to get burnt out um so the thing that I've been trying to practice the most is trying to um, regulate like my energy levels and like my mentality and my mental health in order to, uh, to, to navigate the areas of burnout. For sure. Cause when, when you work on something creative every day, it's like all the time and barely take weekends, then like you're going to be 
creative, we're, we're going to be burnt out. Like yeah. that's, that's with any job, right? Absolutely. Like, I love my job. I, I really love my job. I'm so blessed to have it. I've worked really hard to have it, but like, that doesn't stop it from being a job and it doesn't stop it from being right. a, a, a source of burnout. So um, I don't trust motivation either. Sure. Um, I don't think motivation is a, a good resource. I don't think it is something to depend on. Um, I don't think it should be trusted. It's, it's Interesting. the real, it is the creative monkey paw. Um, if you're like, I'm going to do this when I'm motivated, then you're never going to fucking do it. Right. Yeah. You're like, you're never going to do it because you're going to, no one's motivated to do a task. And as soon as you look at a, at work or something creative as a task, then you're not going to be motivated to do it. Right. Like you can be inspired and, and that's different, but like motivation is, if you rely on motivation, then you just lack discipline and discipline is like. 100% the most important thing to not just be a good creative, but to like right. function as a human being. Like you can't go to the gym and get super ripped if you're not going to go to the gym every day or like if right. or have like a distinct plan and have like all this business. Like you need to do that with your brain. You need to do that with your creative, creative energy too. You need to be yeah. disciplined in order to get stuff done. Yeah. Um, my my boss is not going to tolerate me saying sorry sorry i didn't get get it in because i wasn't motivated right like no one's going to take that excuse you're if you if you give that excuse you're a lazy piece of shit like sorry bro like right you got to get your shit together like you got to be disciplined to do what you want and discipline is how you learn the learn the best right i think that's a such a fascinating way to put it to not put your trust in motivation, but instead put it in discipline, which is, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's like something you might've already come to without realizing you came to that conclusion, but it's like, it's, it is very true where it's like, you have to train yourself and discipline yourself to get things done as opposed to thinking of things in terms of motivation, because I guess, Mm -hmm. you know, motivation just comes and goes whenever it wants. And, you're yeah. so right about like just waiting just for when you're motivated is not going to get you anywhere. That's a it's yeah. it's something like you know I we've it's talked about a lot, but the way you put it is very elegant. I very much like that. I love finding those Thank little you. tidbits. Like I'm gonna bring that up in future episodes and stuff like that. So very yeah. well put. Well, Thank and you. Um, this sorry, might be. A, I, was... A, I was just gonna say this. This might be uh, a good transition to what I was gonna ask you next, which is just like what piece of advice would you give to others out there who want to get into your industry and maybe motivation kind of plays into that right but um is there something yeah. that like you kind of wish you knew going into it that you could uh tell other people and save them some hassle god is this is actually exactly what i was gonna say just just now um people are creatures of habit like we, we kind of inherently are you know you wake up you brush your teeth you get dressed like you could wake up, not brush your teeth or get dressed, but like, right. It's, it feels good to work within like a distinct rhythm to have structure in your life. And those things need to be taught to you. They need to be like something that you need to actively work at. Um, uh, so, you know, it's why like artists say like draw every day, which is what they're saying is like, you should make kind of a habit of drawing and like making it like a thing that you, kind of live breathe 
yeah. and kind of work with. Not like you have this task of drawing every day because then it becomes work, right? And then yeah. you're never going to like give yourself a break. And then you'll, it'll suck all the joy out of the thing that you're doing for joy. Right. Uh, which is a distinct thing that people seem to butt heads about. The, yeah. Um, so I say make form good habits is like my 100% good piece of advice. Like you need to form good habits about how you go about your life. Have a hobby outside of being creative as well. Please right. for the love of God do that. Like it's why I'm doing, I like I don't monetize or like do any, I mean, I put them on Patreon, but like I, I don't do anything career orientated with my photography because it's just right. like, I need a better outlet or, you know, drawing or whatever. Yeah. But like you need to work within a space for yourself. That is that you can build up yourself. Um, right. Because people are attracted to like people, like, I mean, people with discipline people that it can actually like be dependable and can be reliable. Yeah. No one wants to hire someone who, you know, doesn't post shit like basically ever like because like i said uh twitter is the business card of, of is the modern business card right. if you're out here like posting on twitter about like how you're super unmotivated or how you're sad all the time then people are gonna be like this guy probably doesn't have the mental fortitude to right. be hired which sucks right because you want to which which is such a sucky thing to say but like you know, because you want to be open about your mental health and all that business. Yeah. But like right. if you but having that be through also like the same method of how you get work is. Yeah. Is something you need to balance. Like you need a, you need an alt account if you want to vent on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's, um, that's such an interesting because like. Yeah, you, it's, it's something you see quite often and it's it's, you know, not something I usually bat an eye towards, but you know, if, if you are going to be using Twitter as a business outlet and as means of getting to know other potential employers and, and coworkers and stuff like that, then yeah, mm. having a separate space for that might, might be a good, uh, a good thing to think about. I guess in general, I've typically yeah. approached my account with mostly just, you know, sharing when I upload and stuff like that, very basic things. Yeah. Um, but you know, if I ever felt the need to where I like, I need to, a space to vent about this personal stuff, which sometimes that's very therapeutic for people. Right. Maybe having an mm, alternate space much. for that would be a, a, a good way to do that. Yeah, I mean, like, mental health is, I mean, mental health is so goddamn important, um, especially if you're a creative. So, like, I understand that it's um, it's easy to have uh, your Twitter act like your diary. But, right. like, I think people kind of forget that, like, literally the entire world can see that. Yeah. Like, if before I post anything, do I think, would I say this like into a microphone in front of yeah. a stadium? Right. On a right? soapbox. Like I, I probably wouldn't. Um, yeah. and you know, I'm very lucky to have, uh, people in my life that I can, uh, emotionally recluse to. Yeah. Um, I think like, I mean, I, I personally definitely structure my, my Twitter to be more like, one business and creative orientated and just me like right. sharing like silly, silly shit jokes. Yeah. Uh, because you know, you gotta have, I like being funny. I like my, I like my silly thoughts. Like, sure. I'm, I'm, you know, I don't want to be a fucking like all business all the time. Like damn, well, I'm a human being being funny. doesn't <laughs> hurt your business either. Right. Like it's, guess, those yeah, can coexist, so. you know? Yeah, exactly. 
Um, but you know, like I'm not gonna, the more, uh, creatively focused i've gone the less personal i've gone on twitter which i think has yeah. been healthy for me definitely well and, it, on the show i'm always we, we cover this a lot but like always advocating like this idea of just thinking very heavily about what you post before you do it because uh social media very much does broadcast things to other people which when you use to your yeah. advantage in a business situation is very good but otherwise you know you got to be very careful and um yeah yeah well, and that's a, I, I love the way you intertwined both of those really good pieces of advice with just putting your trust in discipline as opposed to motivation and how well that correlates with um, just networking and understanding what you're putting out there and who might be seeing it and stuff like that. Probably the most unique um, response I've gotten to this question. So I, I appreciate that for sure. Um, and kind of on that note, we're actually just about out of time. So uh really. i very much Definitely. yeah i know it really does it's it's always you know it's it literally is always such a blast uh doing these shows because i i learned so much through them you know a lot of these tidbits through this conversation i'm going to think about like years to come and then just randomly bring them out in conversation then people are going to think i'm smart so it's very beneficial for me <laughs> uh and my my ego which apparently needs to expand even more i don't know um, but oh, also funny. it's just a pleasure to hear other people's stories and perspectives and stuff like that, even if they do things like put premiere on C tier. So, uh, I very much <laughs> appreciate this conversation <laughs> and, uh, um, listen, premiere is the Mario of, of Adobe. Okay. Like what's it's, wrong it's with Mario? Like, <laughs> I like Mario. wrong with Mario. That's why it's C tier. It's middle <laughs> of the ground. <laughs> oh boy. Um, well, tier list aside uh would you care to tell everyone out there uh where they might be able to find you what kind of stuff you're working on and just anything in general you want to promote while keeping in mind that i have no idea when this podcast is going to air so maybe not super timely stuff but in general uh, yeah. where should people find your work well you can find my work on uh twitter i post every, i post almost everything there i also have a patreon that is creatively focused everything i post on there everything i make goes on there so uh I post on there like once a week. Uh, I also work on The Completionist, so youtube.com slash The Completionist. Uh, if you see any fancy motion graphics or the intro, uh, I made that and I work on that. Um, very cool, very happy. Uh, so yeah, I also have an Instagram, I guess, uh, Nikolai Bolton. It's, it's whatever, dude. <laughs> like. I try, I'm trying to like step away from social media just in general. <laughs> you and me both, my man. You and me both. Uh, well, in the meantime, while uh, Nick is still on social media, you can still check him out in those places. And of course, all the things he's mentioned uh, will be linked in the description. Um, as a heads up, if you are listening here on Patreon, uh, these should be uploaded in clips on the channel. I'm actually changes the formatting stuff. I'll let you guys know about that soon. If you're listening uh, not on Patreon, then on YouTube or something like that, just to let you know, these are also on your favorite podcasting apps, including Spotify, uh, Amazon, and Apple, and pretty much any other app you might think of. So if you just want to listen on your commute or something like that, feel free to do so. Um, and of course, if, you have, if you're watching on something where you can leave a like or something like that, feel free to do that as well. I very much appreciate it. And I appreciate you guys watching and your support. And of course, I'll see you guys in the next episode. So long. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs>